regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad you joined me on the program today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Florida, where a constitutional carry bill has been introduced. Now, a, a bill was introduced last year, too, but it didn't get a single hearing. In fact, it didn't attract a single co-sponsor. But uh, this year, things seem to be a little bit different in the uh, Sunshine State. One of those uh, at uh, Monday's press conference announcing the introduction of uh, constitutional carry legislation, or permitless carry legislation, depending on how you look at it. Uh, the uh, Speaker of the Florida House, the uh, head of the Florida State Senate, also uh, sending a written statement in support of the, uh, the new bill there that would allow those who can uh, lawfully possess a firearm to lawfully carry one concealed in the state of Florida without the need for a concealed carry license. Now, uh, as we talked about uh, at Bearing Arms on Monday, um, there are GOA, for example, uh, says there's not a pure constitutional carry bill because it does not include open carry. Florida is actually one of a very few states in the country that has no form of open carry law in the books. Um, there is a provision in the permitless carry bill that says, you know, if you incidentally uh, openly carry for a moment or two, that's fine as as long as you're not uh, displaying that firearm aggressively. But it does not include a uh, true open carry component. Um, still, huge, huge step forward uh, in the state of Florida, as I said uh, at the website yesterday. And uh, the gun control lobby, well, they certainly don't like it. Uh, here's one headline. Florida GOP and sheriffs pursue permitting carrying of firearm, permitless carrying of firearms. Dems call it reckless and dangerous. The issue a priority for Governor Ron DeSantis, who's been calling for looser gun laws in Florida. Uh, yeah, you know, DeSantis said yesterday, there, uh, excuse me, last session, last year, that uh, he would sign a bill if it got to his desk, but... Again, there really wasn't uh, the interest, apparently, in the Florida legislature. I've heard that there were personality conflicts with the bill's sponsor. Um, different sponsor this time around, by the way, should be noted. But uh, for whatever reason, it does appear that constitutional carity is going to be a uh, priority for Florida lawmakers this year. And given the Republican majorities, uh, you know, listen, it's not a guarantee, but it, it's I think it's a very good sign that you've got the governor supportive of this. You've got the Speaker of the House that's supportive of this, the uh, Senate president. Uh, on board, those are all good signs to go along with the Republican majority. So I, you know, I hate to uh, count uh, as a chicken owner myself. I, I don't like to count my chickens until they're hatched, but um, I think we're in pretty good shape as the uh, permitless carry fight begins. Having said that, uh, gun control activists again, they are definitely going to try to put up a fight in the legislature, but they're also going to try to put up a fight in the court of public opinion, and that means making very dishonest and deceptive arguments uh, about permitless carry. For example, Nikki Freed, who is the uh, former ag commissioner in the state of Florida, the uh, only Democrat elected to statewide office. She uh, ran for the Democratic nomination for uh, governor last year, lost to Charlie Crist, who in turn lost to Ron DeSantis. And uh, Nikki Freed uh, tweeted out, uh, in the last two fiscal years of my administration alone, 11,596 applicants for concealed weapons licenses were found to be ineligible. Florida's proposal would allow for those 11,596 ineligible individuals to have guns on our street. Think about how bleeping dumb that is. Well, we can also talk about how bleeping wrong that is. Again, the law only applies to those who can legally possess a firearm. 
Florida is a shall-issue state when it comes to concealed carry. So if you are prohibited from acquiring a concealed carry license, if you are ineligible because of a conviction, because you've been adjudicated uh, as mentally defective, you can't own a gun either, right? So any of those 11,596 applicants who were deemed to be ineligible would be breaking the law if they carried a firearm under Florida's permitless carry bill. Then you got Peter Ambler of Giffords, who says thousands of Floridians denied a gun permit every year. Ron DeSantis' permitless carry legislation would let them walk the streets with loaded questions, no, or loaded weapons, no questions asked. Will that make you safer? No, but it's not the case there, Peter. Again, Ambler is lying, just like Nikki Fried is lying here. Um, as the law stands right now in Florida, anybody carrying a firearm, regardless of whether or not you have a concealed carry license, um, can be asked about that, right, during a traffic stop. And again, keep in mind, we're talking about concealed firearms, right? So there's generally no way for law enforcement to know whether or not somebody is carrying a concealed firearm as long as that firearm is concealed. doesn't matter what the law is. That's just reality, Right. But when police, let's say, make a traffic stop, uh, when they uh, encounter somebody on the street and they're talking, again, this this is the law, regardless of whether or not we're living in a permitless carry state. If there is reasonable cause or suspicion uh, to you know pat that individual down, right? And by the way, the suspicion can't just be well, we think they might legally have a gun. The suspicion is that they might be doing something with that firearm that they're not supposed to be doing. Um, The only thing that would change under Florida's permitless carry bill is the fact that those who can lawfully possess a firearm now would not need to obtain a permission slip from the state of Florida before they could lawfully carry. But those who are unlawfully carrying now would still be unlawfully carrying if permitless carry is approved and signed by Governor Ron DeSantis. This law doesn't change anything for those individuals who are denied a gun permit. They're not able to now legally carry. It doesn't change who can get a concealed carry license. By the way, they will still be offered, uh, even if this permitless carry bill is approved. It doesn't change the eligibility. For who can exercise their right to keep their arms, right? Prohibited persons are still prohibited persons. And it doesn't expand or contract uh, the number of prohibited persons in the state of Florida. And you got uh, Logan Rubenstein, who's with the March for Our Lives, who says, uh, Florida requires 1,200 hours of training to obtain a license to cut hair, 500 hours of training to obtain a massage therapist license, and 240 hours of training to become a licensed manicurist. With permitless carry, the state will require zero hours of training to carry a gun in public. Well, I mean, listen, we could talk about the, uh, I think, the unnecessarily long uh, training hours required in order for you to obtain a professional license in the state of Florida and a lot of other states around the country, too. But that is an entirely different issue than the licensing of a constitutionally protected right. And look, the Supreme Court has said shall issue systems are constitutional. As long as they're not abusive, right? As long as they're not subjective in nature and, and, and shall issue in name only. 
They, they've said shall issue systems. Yeah, you, you, those comport with the Constitution. But the Supreme Court did not say in Bruin that states must adopt shall issue systems. They said you can't have a may issue system. And shall issue is basically the floor, right? You must at least have a shall issue system in place. If you want to go further and not require uh, pre-approval before you exercise your right to bear arms, obviously states are free to do that as well. 25 of them have already done so. And not one of them, by the way, has seen fit to repeal their permitless carry or constitutional carry bill. Then you've got uh, Guns Down America, which uh, tried to uh, conflate the introduction of permitless carry to a mass shooting in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, quoting Giffords and their tweet about constitutional carry or permitless carry being introduced, they, uh, Guns Down America wrote, Hours later, at least 10 people were injured in a shooting in Lakeland, Florida. Two are in critical condition. More guns means more gun deaths. Now, according to law enforcement, doesn't sound like any of the uh, individuals responsible for this shooting were concealed carry holders. Uh, looks like there was a large amount of drugs found nearby. This was a drive-by shooting. Again, these are individuals who are already breaking the law. And uh, they're not lawfully carrying in Florida. And they wouldn't be lawfully carrying, by the way, if permitless carry passed. Now, again, you probably already know this. But we need to be sharing this information with our friends and neighbors, too. Uh, those who are not quite as familiar, perhaps, with uh, gun laws or the gun control debate. Because, again, the dishonesty and the deception that the uh, gun control lobby is putting out there is not just directed, by the way, at Florida and at permitless carry, right? They're going after the right to carry in places like California, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Hawaii, Massachusetts, anywhere they think they can get away with it. Uh, we are seeing new restrictions imposed on those who have obtained a license to carry, those who have obtained a permission slip from the state. That's still not good enough. Even after you've jumped through all of those hoops and hurdles, the gun control lobby says, well, you can't carry anywhere, right? We're gonna, we are gonna want to make it a felony offense for you to carry within 100 yards of basically anybody else or any public space. So this is not about permitless carry. This is not about uh, concealed carry. This is about your right to keep and bear arms and the fact that the gun control lobby hates that right, wants to eradicate that right. And until they do, they want to deny as many Americans as possible the ability to exercise that right. Now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there. A couple of gun control bills are passing out of uh, a committee in New Mexico on Monday, including a, a bill to raise the age to uh, own or possess a long gun from 18 to 21. Another bill that would require all gun owners in the state of New Mexico to carry mandatory liability insurance. Yeah. Lawmakers, again, and, and listen, this comes on the heels of them passing red flag laws, uh, universal background checks, and violent crime in New Mexico has only gone up. As more gun control laws have been put on the books, violent crime just keeps going up. And then you see headlines like this. Woman gets two-day jail sentence. Two days after Albuquerque police find over 800 fentanyl pills. Yeah, by the way. The number of drug overdose deaths in New Mexico, far higher 
than the number of gun-related deaths in New Mexico. Um, I should say gun-related homicides. I don't have the numbers for uh, all gun-related deaths right in front of me. So I will say drug overdose deaths, far higher than uh, all homicides, frankly, in the state of New Mexico. But again, New Mexico lawmakers are aiming their uh, legislative fire at legal gun owners. And meanwhile, people who are accused of drug trafficking are getting a slap on the wrist. Albuquerque Police Department uh, posted windows uh, posted photos, excuse me, last uh, Wednesday, announcing the arrest of Mariana King. She apparently was stopped in a car with her child inside. Officers noticed a, a fentanyl pill inside the car, so then that led them to get a search warrant, which led to the discovery of about eighty five hundred dollars in cash and almost nine hundred fentanyl pills, eight hundred and seventy eight fentanyl pills. King was arrested and charged with possession of a controlled substance, which is a felony. I'm I'm really surprised that this was originally charged with just simple possession and not trafficking, given the number of pills in question. But it gets worse because the next day, last Thursday, during King's first court appearance, she ended up pleading no contest to a lesser charge of criminal trespass. Yeah. All of the drug charges were dropped, and she was sentenced to two days in jail with credit for time served. So then she was released. That's it. Case closed. 878 fentanyl pills. Two days in jail. And that's it. KRQE says they reached out to the district attorney's office and asked why they agreed to the plea. They did not respond. The only thing I can think of is that um, they were able to flip uh, Mariana King and said, listen, you tell us who gave you these pills. We'll uh, allow you to plead down to a lesser charge and you don't have to go to prison. Um, I don't know that that's the case. Certainly haven't heard of any uh, additional arrests, but it might take time for that case to develop. But I got to tell you, um, even then, I think a two-day sentence for 878 fentanyl pills, I, 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 even, even with a cooperating witness, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that one. And uh, for those anti-gun lawmakers in New Mexico who are so worried about legal gun owners, Maybe you should start to worry about the dealers of illegal drugs in your state instead and the lack of punishment that they're receiving when they're caught. Today's armed citizen story from uh, El Mirage, Arizona, where an armed intruder was shot and killed over the weekend. Uh, this from a Fox 10 in Phoenix. Officers say a total of four people, all of them armed, broke into a, a residence in El Mirage uh, sometime before 530 Saturday night. Police say all four were, uh, quote, ultimately confronted by the occupants, who uh, at least one of whom was also armed as well. Fox 10 reports that one of the people inside the home opened fire, fatally striking one of the alleged intruders. The other three suspects ran away. Police are still investigating right now. Uh, no names have been released of the uh, suspect. We don't have a lot of information here, uh, but this does appear to be a, a case of self-defense. So we'll keep our eyes open for any more details as they become available. And finally today, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Uh, matter of fact, that's even in the headline. In the right place at a critical time. An off-duty firefighter from Chelmsford, New Hampshire, who uh, helped save a hockey player 
who suffered cardiac arrest during a game. Now, it turns out this uh, off-duty firefighter was actually playing hockey as well. Uh, Josh Abbott was uh, in Hudson, New Hampshire at the Cyclones Ice Hockey Arena Sunday. And when he was on the ice, um, another player suffered cardiac arrest. So according to authorities, Abbott and other players immediately uh, started performing CPR. Thankfully, there was an uh, on-site defibrillator there at the uh, ice hockey arena, and they were able to use that as well to uh, help restore the man's heart rhythm. Um, in fact, by the time on-duty firefighters arrived, uh, the gentleman was alert, was conscious, uh, was obviously breathing. Uh, Kevin Grebenar, who is a, a captain with the Hudson, New Hampshire Fire Department, uh, wrote in a letter to uh, Abbott's boss, the uh, fire chief in Chelmsford, said, a firefighter Abbott calmly applied his knowledge, skills, abilities, and professionalism to perform life-saving rescue efforts to the injured man. Based on these immediate actions led by firefighter Abbott, Hudson Fire personnel were able to transport a conscious, alert, and breathing patient to a local hospital for further cardiac care. So again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, help a man save a life on the ice, Josh Abbott from uh, Chelmsford, New Hampshire, we uh, thank you for your very, very good deed. And I want to thank you for being a part of uh, this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I uh, do apologize. I, it's, it's been a little hectic uh, on the home front the past couple of days. So I'm hoping that uh, we're able to reconnect with some guests later on in the week. And you don't have to just uh, listen to my yapping mug uh, for uh, uh, the show here. So uh, I, I can't make any guarantees for tomorrow. Things are still a little chaotic around here, uh, but hopefully by the end of the week, things will be a little more calm and settled at uh, Casa de Edwards. Uh, in the meantime, I would strongly encourage you to continue visiting BarryAndArms.com throughout the day. We're keeping you up to date on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation, whether it's good news out of New Jersey with a temporary restraining order being granted, whether it's bad news out of Connecticut where uh, Governor Ned Lamont going after uh, all of the uh, currently owned assault weapons, quote-unquote, in the state of Connecticut, and promising even more legislation. We've got you all covered. And if you like what you see, maybe not necessarily the news we're reporting, but how we're reporting it, I would also encourage you to become a VIP member at BarionArms.com. Just go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you news stories, analysis, content you won't find anywhere else, uh, because your support does matter, and it really does make a difference. So thank you again. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.